Hey, it is me, the Fanny Pack Kid Cal Hero, three-time Rush Division champion, and you are listening to the one and only OVW Podcast. Welcome to the OVW Podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. I am award-nominated Jackman Oaks. And I am a water pistol that shoots jelly, Brian Hines. Today we are getting into all of the action from Ohio Valley Wrestling Television, number 1270, emanating live, of course, from the historic Davis Arena, filmed on December 14th, 2023. As I mentioned at the, uh, the, in my intro, we are award-nominated. That you is and true. I, um, you, it, not just me, you two. You as well. All of us yes. here at the uh, OVW podcast. Yeah, we were nominated for a uh, comedy radio podcast award in Louisville. So we were nominated for best show. Best show. From the Comedy Attack people whose award is called the Carnies. The Carnies. Okay, so. That's a lot, I know, but that that's how it that's But it is not, because okay. I think at first we were we were confused that we got nominated somehow for a comedy award. But it is the organization that puts it on is called Comedy Attack. Yes, and one of their categories is Best Show. I like the idea of militant comedy. I support this. <laughs> I just assumed that they didn't have a sports category. It may be that, too. <laughs> and then they just put us in the comedy thing. I hadn't thought about it, but uh, I'm... I'm just happy to be here. I wasn't expecting to be nominated for anything, really, to be perfectly honest. Do you think that we're going to get nominated for a political category eventually, um, if I keep talking about how The Undertaker's in a Proud Boys chapter? Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, me, us, me and you in the Trillbilly Workers Party podcast, nominated for Best uh, Regional Podcasting Comedy Whatever Award thing. The views of Jackman Oaks do not reflect the views of... Brian Hines, Brian Woodard, or Malachi Woodard, who also are part of this podcast. I'm at just least, kidding. At least not on tape. Uh, no, no, seriously. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been, it, it really is. I don't, I don't want to take uh, that too lightly to be nominated for something like that, us being so early on in this thing. It's nice to know that people listen to this. It's nice to know that people who have, uh, you know, long-standing opinions on on broadcasting and podcasting and stuff like that think that we're doing a good job and we're really excited to attend the Carney Awards in the middle of January. Oh, extremely excited. I can't wait. Uh, there's a couple of interviews that have gone up and then other ones that you should be looking forward to on this very feed. We um, Our interview with Cal Hero went up most recently. Oh, yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun. Went back and re-listened to that. Really great kid, great guy. There's so much that we didn't even get to um, that I had wanted to ask him about, but um, I think we got a lot out of him. Really, really happy with what we got. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It seems like every time we do one of these interviews, I walk into it, and there's a million and one things I want to ask about. And before you know it, you blink, it's over. And even though you didn't get to ask all the questions that you wanted, you got so much more information that you didn't know to ask or even think about and this mm -hmm. was one of those times and we appreciate you cal hero thank you so very much for coming to spend time with us what it is is that these westlers are all much more interesting than the questions that we could have even thought of yeah that's is, is what that's it really true. comes down it to. really is yeah um up next <laughs> there will be an interview with dream girl ellie oh that was fun uh that was a lot of fun that, that was, was a really great. fun day around here um at the podcast studio so that that interview will be on your feed soon um Different side of Ellie, I think, than what we've seen on TV. 
Oh yeah, uh, very. definitely. Um, but a really, really great interview with her. She was a lot of fun to have by and, and gave us a lot as well. Um, yes. Up next, we will cover all of the action, break it down fight by fight, minute by minute from Ohio Valley Television number 1270 right after this. Hey folks, Tiny Brian here with you once again talking about a little thing called Bluegrass Homefront. Folks, Bluegrass Homefront coming back. Uh, hey, Brian, we're, your mic's still live. We're hearing that crunch. Oh? Yeah. Mm, oh, I'm tasting that crunch. That oh. ice was plain flavored, but it was delicious. Water flavored. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Bluegrass Homefront coming back in, in, in first part of the year. Uh, Kentucky Music and Stories, uh, maybe a live show. There could be all kinds of stuff. Uh, bluegrasshomefront.com. Check out all the episodes. Uh, all kinds of cool stuff and more to come soon. Until then, back to the OVW Podcast. Welcome back to the OVW Podcast. I'm still Jackman Oaks. And I'm still Brian Hines. There's actually something really quick before we jump into this that I wanted to do during the um, housekeeping segment of our show. I think I know where you're going with this. We got an email um, from a gentleman over the past weekend. Yes. Um, Dakota. Stoltz, Mr. Stoltz, if you're listening, we we have it under good authority from you yourself that you might be a fan of the show, and um, it meant a lot to us to receive your message. But I I don't want to speak for Brian, but I will speak for myself. I really have a hard time with compliments, and I have a really hard time um, thinking that people like me. So I would like to read your message, Dakota, but unfortunately, because I have confidence issues, I'm going to have to read it in the voice of Macho Man Randy Savage. Rightly so. I love the OVW podcast. I've been a listener since day one. Jackman's rants are always exactly what I'm thinking, but with less profanity. Oh, yeah. Behinds. Such a great voice. Open personality. I'm a retired veteran who has trouble sleeping at night. Oh, yeah. And every time I turn this podcast on, it gives me an escape, even though I've already listened to the episode as soon as it dropped. Now, talk about food for no reason. Take my money. Also, he wants to congratulate us for getting nominated, and he's looking forward to next season of Bluegrass Homefront. Dakota, seriously, thank you so much, man. That was an incredibly kind email that we received, and uh, I'm, I'm with Jackman. It is, it's difficult for me to take compliments sometimes yeah. or mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes think that people like you or appreciate what it is that we're doing, and to get something super heartfelt like that from you Dakota and to know that uh, we are part of your daily routine especially a wind down routine mm-hmm. um, it just really means the world to us and we just wanted to take a minute and say thank you during this episode while we uh, while we had a chance yeah thank you for your service yes. um, obviously and it's it's great to be nominated for the Carney award but I would I would I would rather have one email like this than win 10 of those 10 of 10 Hands and down. 10, 10 award of any magnitude. Hands down. Um, so thank you. And speaking of carnies, what's your favorite carnival food? Because mine is fried cheese on a stick. It depends on the level of the carnival. Okay, um, that's fair. There's been a thing that's come out recently, kind of uh, caught fire over the last 10 or 15 years or so. Big fan of the deep fried Oreos. Okay. Like to branch out, get deep fried Snickers, all kinds, you know, basically. And then, you know, the the carnival up here in Lexington, it not only has all the typical old school carnival food, but there's a lot of great authentic Mexican food too there. Oh. Yeah. So um, kind of all the, the best of, of, of everything that you could get. I mean, honestly, if it's at a carnival, 
I'm going to throw it up anyway, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't call it the tilt-a-hurl for nothing, kids. All right. Ragnar the Rufus, Bonko Loco. It was a relatively quick match. Um, Ragnar the Ruthless, uh, Blanco Loco. Um, Ragnar looked good. Second uh, week in a row where Ragnar the Ruthless was first match of the night, right? Yes, I've noticed that. And I'm, I'm glad to see him uh, getting some screen time. Um, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Finland in general and the Finnish people. And uh, I'm glad to see... Uh, Ragnar representing them on the show this week and last, but uh, this wasn't about Ragnar. This was about Blanco Loco, and all I got to say is it is about damn time. What What is about damn time? Well, I mean, even though we've kind of like poked fun at him mm-hmm. because of his name, because we've uh, referred to him as a Queso Blanco, yeah. uh, and the, to me, the name's just kind of cheesy. Waka Waka. I agree. But, I um, agree. You could tell by watching him that there was something more in there than just a, a character named Blanco Loco, yeah. and we finally get to see that. He ends the match, grabs the mic, and declares Blanco Loco dead, and from now on, he is going as Orion. New ring gear, new aggression, new attitude, mm-hmm. new name. Love it. Couldn't agree with you more. This was... Maybe not the perfect time, maybe two or three weeks past the perfect time for the name change, but it, it, this, this kind of solidifies the new uh, for artist formerly known as Blanco Loco, yes. this name change. Yes. Um, totally different uh, wrestler than he was you know, when I first saw him in OVW a year or two years ago. Uh, no mask anymore, is a lot more technical, a lot more harder strikes. Used to be kind of... Um, a high flyer. You still see a lot of that. Sure. But I really do think that this name change, it puts everything that he's done to change himself as a wrestler in a perspective. It was time for Blanco Loco to go. Yeah. And uh, with that being said. And, and he did specifically tie it to the mask that he apparently used to wear. Right. Good. Right. Ca- cast off the mask and follow the gourd. Yeah. He died. And he said Blanco Loco died as soon as I lost my mask at some point. So. Yes, he did, and that's good. And I would sus- I would <clears throat> suspect that this change in offensive tactics has to do with uh, Malachi Black mm-hmm. and uh, li- sitting under that learning tree. And as a on a personal note, I would just like to say that uh, I love the new name Orion because one. It is an awesome song by Metallica. If you haven't heard it, you should check it out. And two, this makes me wonder, uh, the thing that Orion the Constellation is known most for is... Anybody? No? Men in Black 1. That wasn't what I was going for. What about you, Tony Bryan? Um, I'm going to go with his shoes. Mm, You're closer than Jackman, but not quite. Correct. Malachi. Orion is most known... For its belt. So I wonder if this new aggressive attitude would lead to a Rush Division belt sometime in the near future. Time so, will tell. It always does. That's not a bad guess. Um, he's definitely... He's coming into OVW with something to prove at this point. And, and he's proving it. We, after the conclusion of that match, see our first sketch of the evening. It is the Bad Girls Club... With their newest member, 
as we predicted. So this was also the the sketch that was technically that was muted. So there was no we have no idea what they actually talked about. Uh, I assume it was things related to her wardrobe because that would come up again later in the evening. But sorry, I don't have any notes about what that yeah, sketch there, was about because I didn't know. Yeah, there there was no audio when this originally aired, and uh, I mean if. If I would have taken that into consideration before we did the podcast, we could have done like a puppet theater to reenact what uh, they had possibly said or didn't say. But uh, here we are in the middle of a live broadcast, so we will move forward with uh, the the next part of the evening, which was OVW heavyweight champion, the newly crowned OVW heavyweight champion, Tony DeGunn, celebrating his win over Jack Vaughn last week. And not only that... Uh, he talks a little bit about what Enzo said after the match, and uh, you can tell that there's going to be some friction between the two moving forward, but that wasn't the biggest part of uh, why he came to the ring. I do want to say this. Get Enzo back there as quickly as you possibly can. Oh? Yes. Bring Enzo in. Bring him back in. Like, let's let's start that fire. I want to see Tony Gunn and Enzo. I w- I'm I'm here for it. Get Enzo back as soon as you possibly can. Okay. Well, it, it sounds like he's certainly on his way back. He already was in there once, and they left it hanging with the tension in the ring and saying uh, things that we weren't able to hear on mic after that match. But I was referring to the fact that uh, uh, the new champion has uh, a baby gun on the way. Yeah, I really love the commentary team only referring to the baby as baby gun. Baby gun. The crowd even chanted, baby, baby gun. gun, baby gun. Which so congratulations, Tony, on uh, on the birth of your uh, child, and we cannot wish you any more happiness than we, we do right now. So congratulations. Well, the veteran Jack Vaughn didn't come out to, to congratulate him at all. Well, no, but, uh, you know, that's not really his thing in general. And even if there is a baby on the way, I, I can't see him rushing out to hand out cigars or pat, go patting people on the back after they took his title the previous week. What did he say, that Tony Gunn couldn't have a son because a real man, only real men can have sons? Something to that effect. Or real professional wrestlers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Okay, then. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb. Jack Vaughn. I don't know if he's super popular with the ladies. I'm going hey. to say there might be a little bit of resentment that Tony Gunn has gotten to a place that maybe Jack Vaughn hasn't gotten to in a long time. Hey, you better watch it because if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you still owe Jack Vaughn five dollars. I do still owe Jack Vaughn five dollars. <laughs> he's going to pick me up by my ankles and shake it out of me. Next yeah, time he's yeah. Here. He that mustache is going to knock the crap out of you, dude. Seriously. Al Snow comes out before these two men can. Uh, take care of each other the old-fashioned way and says, well, since we are wrestlers, you are going to have a wrestling match. And it will be a ladder match. Dun-dun-dun. That was the ladder match, of course, that uh, was one of the matches at Christmas Chaos that we will be covering um, in this feed within the next couple of days. Yes, that's right. I Uh, saw what happened. It was good. It was. It was. It was a really, really good match. (laughs) No, no spoilers. Um, Layla Gray, Jim Groelli come out. Uh, they have a match against TT and Freya. Uh, Tiffany Nieves, the OVW Women's Heavyweight Champion, joins the commentary team for uh, this match. TT and Freya end up winning by disqualification. That they do. Uh, because what the Bad Girls Club what cheated to win? Uh, that's how it usually goes. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I assumed. I assume so. 
they they aren't the honorable girls club they are the bad girls club and that is for a reason um next match kind of was uh was like a weird weird place for me this is like i don't i don't i would have rather had will austin come out and maybe just like cut a promo i think here that would have been a good promo yeah uh i don't dislike ty vance like i think he's a little um he's a little green on the vine He's got a lot going on. He needs to figure out which one of his 10 gimmicks is going to be the one he, you know, develops. But he's not a bad wrestler for what it's worth. No, not at all. He's just a little, uh, at this point, just a little, just Still throwing, try, throwing, 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 throwing shit out. at the wall. Yeah, just yeah. throwing shit at the wall. The uncut gym, Ty Vance. That's okay, man. Keep doing what you're doing. You'll get there. Um, Will Austin, of course, picks up the victory over him. That puts Blanco Loco winning his match ahead of Christmas Chaos. That puts <laughs> Will Austin... Orion. That puts Orion winning his match against uh, uh, ahead of Christmas Chaos. That gets Will Austin, the future Will Austin, winning his match ahead of Christmas Chaos. These two, of course, um, will collide at Christmas Chaos, and we will cover that uh, later on in this feed. Orion sounds kind of Irish, if you say it fast enough. I, th- I want to say that Stevie J made a joke about that, and it was just as bad as your joke was. Um, nice work. Great mind. Something, something right kids. So our one main event where it's a best of three, we're at one and one between the Overman and the golden fucking lions. Uh, what's that mall by sheer and cash flow? That's right. That's who they are. Um, we, this, this, we should have gotten a draw, uh, a conclusion to this this evening. We should have probably been done with this already. But you knew it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I knew it. And trust me, I knew it. We talked about it last it. week. We kind of felt like it was going to be a, a threes company kind of ending where there's some sort of mishap and it's not going to be a clear cut winner one side or the other. And lo and behold, here we are. Daniel Spencer ends up uh, throwing the match out. This leads to a... Texas Tornado tag match at Christmas Chaos between the Overmen, Beaches and Cream, who were the current champions, and the Golden Lions, Mahabali Shira and Cashflow. It sure does, and what a good match it was. Probably the biggest pop of the night at Christmas Chaos. For, for no spoiled specific reason whatsoever. It was Every match had big un- pops. They were all the biggest Unfortunately, pops. it was the biggest pop of the night. No spoilers, but you know how I feel. You, you, can, guess who, you can guess who won. By my reaction to it. Everybody popped. Every single person at the pay-per-view yeah, popped. Yeah, popped a fucking it, pimple. They were all pop rocks. I'm, I got a lot to say. That'll be in the feed later. The poster point. <laughs> Match one, hour two, right? About five of the night. Poster boy Jason Hendricks versus Ryan Von Rocket with Crystal and Katie, the Von Rockets. The Von Rockettes. That's right. Um. So, so this manager guy, I had questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, blue suited Aaron, the idol Stevenson. Apparently, he manages the tag team NWA tag team champions. Currently, he is the former um, Damian Sandow. Correct. That's who that was. I knew he looked familiar. The, when when we interviewed uh, TW3, the 80s baby, you can find that on this feed. He mentioned yeah. that uh, yeah, that's right. It, that him coming backstage was one of the more surreal moments that he had experienced in OVW. Uh, just like a really, really, you know, experienced, smart wrestling mind to have around backstage at OVW. Very, he's very highly respected back there, and, and in NWA and 
in wrestling in general, I've I've never heard anybody say a bad word about the man. Well, he played his – I loved when he came out. He immediately tipped the broadcast team. I found that to be hilarious. He tipped them like he gave them he like a gave, 20? Yeah, if you watch the show, he slipped them money as he came out to the uh. stage. And he stood there at the top of the ramp kind of watching, watching the proceedings, and it was just – Fascinating, and I love these sort of interpromotional things when they happen. So. Well, Mr. Stevenson, if you're into handing out tips to broadcast teams, I can think of a couple of fellas right here who would be happy to accept. It's Christmas time, after all. Open the open them pockets. I'm non I'm non denominational, but uh, I'm pretty attached to fifties uh, and hundred hundreds. By the way, do you think that uh, Stevenson's kind of association or kind of this conversation he has after the end of the match with Vine Von Rocket. Do you think that that's kind of now that we've seen Crystal and Katie have other stuff to do, Ryan Von Rocket's got this other guy coming in, you know, schmoozing him up. Do you think that we're about to see kind of the split of that? Yeah, I do too. Now that we're actually talking about it. Yeah. It seems like this is the part where the uh, saucer section separates from the rest of the ship and the two go their separate ways. The Rockettes going in their own direction, and uh, Ryan Von Rocket uh, seemingly uh, to be paired up in the future with Aaron the Idol Stevenson. Who I don't think uh, wrestles at all anymore, but is just like a really, he has so much clout that having him on camera automatically, he's an asset no matter what, even if he's not in the ring. The guy's an asset. So do we think that this means Ryan Von Rocket's going to end up on NWA TV? Or that this guy's going to start managing Von Rocket on on OVW TV. Yes, both. Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised that Ryan Howe is not on NWA as as it stands. To be honest with you, hmm. okay. I agree with him. Um, we also had a announcement, uh, a huge surprise announcement, and something that I'm not exactly surprised. Well, I'm surprised that it happened. Mick Foley has done. OVW stuff in the past, not only with WWE, but after Al's taken it over, they of course have a really close relationship. Oh, sure. So in that way, not surprised, but did not expect Mick Foley to appear on OVW television, albeit not in person. Definitely didn't expect him to suggest, I might be here for a while in the coming months. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just flat out saying, I will be at the, uh, the nightmare just just to observe, but he didn't say what he was observing. And he's on the poster. The poster was released today, and he's on it. Oh, yeah. On the rock front rock. He sure is. Bang, bang. Have a nice day. And I do have a story about this that we'll tell at the end of the show. Oh, I, yeah. I have a personal story about me. I'm aware of the story, and there, there were spoilers that happened while the rest of us were watching this week's episode well, of OVW. I was watching live. What do you want? I know you were watching live, but some of us had other things to do and tried to tune in as soon as we could. And not, we even talked about not having any spoilers and then spoilers. All right, bo- all right, boys. All right, boys. All right, boys. <laughs> all we know for right now is that Mick Foley will be at the uh, Nightmare Rumble in Which January. Which is January 6th, That's the first the f- Saturday in January. Is that the first event back, or is that just the first pay-per-view back? No, first pay-per-view. Be, yeah, first pay-per-view. They'll be back on the 4th for their regular OVW. So first, that first Thursday will set up what we see on They're the kicking Saturday off night. live wrestling in 2024 on my birthday. Coincidence? I think Definitely. 
Um, so, incidentally, OVWTV next week will be uh, apparently sort of a clip show regarding current storylines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get that from sources inside in OVW. Oh, sure. So, we probably won't cover that, but we're going to have all kinds of cool things to talk about holiday-related over oh, the yeah. last couple of weeks of the year. So, we'll, we won't be hurting for we, content. We've got a couple of things that we're really excited to bring that are different than anything we've done before, but we'll... Yeah. If you, I think, I think you will enjoy them. I th- we, we will enjoy doing them. If you're only listening to us, uh, you obviously can't see what the studio looks like. Oh yeah, like. I forgot. We are on camera today. But yes, we are on camera. So you will be able to see this on YouTube and uh, probably other outlets like uh, Facebook and um, Instagram and things like that. But we uh, have the studio decorated for Christmas and it's just about as festive as I can make it at least for now but I'm sure I'll find a way to turn it up to 11 before we get to the actual day itself but uh, there you go we are all decked out and ready for Christmas and uh, uh, I can't wait to see what uh, Santa brings us and while we're it snows while we're talking about yes I hope it snows while we're talking about things uh, that you can come to expect over OVW's hiatus on this feed Probably our biggest interview to date. We will be recording tomorrow. As far as you know. And we had our first snow of the season in Lexington today. We sure did. We're hoping, would, we're hoping really it sticks. Excited. We're hoping it sticks. Oh, yeah. Oh, so they'll call school off tomorrow? Y'all hoping you don't have to go to class? I, I just want, like, snow, man. I already called in. Chauncey Royale, PJ Jones versus Harley Jane. Uh, that would... Chauncey Royale wins. PJ Jones is a, is a hack. We know this. He still owes me $2. Harley so, Jane. Harley Jane is the Hollywood Haley J we have at home, right? I, I, you know, this is kind of the same thing I said about Ty Vance earlier. She's a little young in the world. She's a little green on the vine. She's a little duplicating of Hollywood Haley J. There's, you got, <laughs> Hollywood Haley J is the most over person on the entire roster. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're stealing, steal from the best. And I'm not even saying she's stealing. I'm just saying uh, she's a little green on the line, young in the world, figuring out this whole wrestling thing. As uh, people tend to do. But uh, either way, it was a, a win for Shalance this time around. I'm sure that we will uh, be seeing more of her in the future as well as Harley Jane. But uh, next up on the show, uh, we check in with the bad girls again who are – trying to change Ellie's look and uh, they want her to uh, look more like them and dress like them and apparently she doesn't wear enough makeup and that's a problem. Yeah. She For does, them anyway. She does kind of stick out from this group. She does. It was an interesting choice for them to uh, try to uh, try to assimilate her. Yeah. 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 I well, I mean, on one hand, I can kind of see that, but uh, recruit, I guess. Is what on I on the other hand, uh, getting the primal scream in person and uh, seeing her come off with uh, submission hold after submission hold week after week, I can see why they actively recruited her because uh, I she would make a, a perfect addition to the Bad Girls Club. Well, and she can do something that either the Bad Girls Club chooses not to do or can't do, which is wrestle. 
Wow. I didn't say, no, no, no. And I didn't mean that as, as, as a negative. I think all of those girls are very talented wrestlers, but they don't win through wrestling. They cheat. Oh, I see. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, no, no. no. I see. Uh, yeah. I, oh, trust me. If I would have thrown a way more heavy live round if I was going after those girls, but um, it, I have no reason to. I have no reason to. And I really do think, as we touched on in the past, that Ellie, for them, it's better for her to be on their side because they're not ever going to be able to beat her in an actual... They can cheat all they want. Ellie, Dream Girl Ellie's still probably going to beat them. Yeah, there, I don't think there's any probably about it. She's twice the wrestler of both of them put together as far as like her advanced skill set studying under the uh, uh, learning tree of Malachi Black. Well, and then also, you know, if I was really going to talk about people who couldn't wrestle, I would talk about They Get Bundles. He was in our next match against Shane Mercer, the Iron Demon. Iron Demon comes out on top on this one, but uh, don't sell to get bundles short. And uh, Buns, if you're listening, call me. We'll talk about Mike Tyson's punch out. Um, was was Joe Cooley playing Santa all night in here? No, not all night. Not all night, just but but just backstage. Just, just backstage. backstage. Yeah. Was he when you guys attended, side note when you guys attended the pay per view? Was he still doing his usual uh, corralling of the the people into he, the chair? He was working his full time position as well as doing Santa backstage now, as well. Some pre he, they'd done some pre records with him, but towards the end of the evening of that part of the of the pay per view, he did don him now his gay apparel and actually appear as Santa Claus. La 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 la. La, la, la. So Santa is on the phone with the Von Rockets. Uh, he informs them that their presents have been stolen. These would be the presents that Ellie stole as we returned from commercial break. Yes. Just a few uh, prior to the Day Get Bundles match, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, at the, with the bad girls prompting the, hey, don't you want to be cool? Come on. It's classic oh, peer pressure. Oh, yeah. And All the cool kids are doing it. Santa ends up granting their wish, which is a match against the bad girls club. Yeah. Whatever it was At that Christmas uh, chaos. whatever presents they lost, Santa wasn't able to uh, replace them. However, he gave them the next best thing, or perhaps even better, which was uh, a chance at payback at Christmas chaos. And boy, do I have opinions about that. <laughs> that thing, we will, we will cover that in long, 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 long form on this feed because there is a lot uh there's a lot to talk about in that match yeah that, Several that's steamer trunks to unpack. Yeah, yeah 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 that yeah. that's a whole separate thing altogether there's there there's a part of me that really feels like that match might have set the ovw women's division back 15 years stick around for my opinion my full-fledged opinion on it in this feed in the couple, next couple of days before the match, next match, uh, which was between Superior Tony Evans and the 80s baby TW3, the Midwest ace himself, uh, Tony Evans and Jay DeNiro come to the ring, and we find out that Jay DeNiro is banned uh, He from OVW. Manny Domingo should have been um, accompanying Star Rider to the uh, ring at Christmas Chaos, but unfortunately Manny Domingo was not mentioned. So I would assume that that really hard hit that he took uh, after Jay DeNiro put him through the table might have been a little bit more serious uh, than just a mm, storyline table shot. Yeah, and if that is the case, we certainly hope for the best for Manny Domingo Absolutely. and a speedy recovery. Absolutely. Um, 
who who ends up winning this match? The superior Tony Evans and EW three match. It never really gets going. Because, because Star, Star Rider is, yeah, appears to as, attack Jaden Nero. Yeah, as soon as TW three gets announced, Star Rider is out there and going after first Jay and then and then Tony and just yeah, probably would have beat up the cameraman if they'd have held if they'd have held still. Oh well, yeah, I mean he was fired up because they hurt his friend, then why not? I don't blame him. We're gonna end here, match of uh or I guess the final match of the evening. Yes, this is uh, to decide the stipulation uh, for the uh, headlining match at Christmas Chaos, which uh, the match was the Overman, Adam Revolver, the Human Thumb, and EC3, accompanied by Shannon the Dude, versus Cal Hero and Mr. Pectacular, Jesse Goddard. Cal Hero's match with Adam Revolver, the stipulation for that had already been determined uh, Several weeks prior to this. Yes. Um, without an ambulance match, of course. Uh, Jesse Goddard and Kyle Hero end up beating EC3 and Adam Revolver. And Jesse Goddard chooses a chained carnage match as his stipulation. Yes. Chained carnage. So, before we get into that, I thought that uh, Cal and uh, Jesse looked real, worked real well together, considering... Neither one of them are really tag performers, and they've never really worked together that I know of. Well, I mean, not, it wasn't that long ago that Cal was Team OVW versus the faction that was led by Jesse Goddard. It wasn't that long ago these guys did not like each other, had nothing to do with each other. That's true. So it is surprising, um, especially how well Adam Revolver and EC3 know each other, how much time they've spent around each other. It is a little surprising how well Cal Hero and Jesse Goddard were able to gel together. Yeah, and took care of things rather handily, I might add. So the Chain Chaos match, I'm, I'm led to believe this is the second ever Chained Chaos match in OVW history. Um, that's at least what the commentary team kept putting over. Right, yeah. That... The, Stipulation is just they replace the ring ropes with chains. They just and yeah. no and it's no DQ. Yeah, and and uh, then for some reason the championship was not on the line. So, I, I, I well we get into that. On yeah, the we've got paper. yes. <clears throat> that is another story for another time. For as min, for as good of a pay per view as it actually was in the mat, there were some things that I, I was kind of left a little dumbfounded by. Um, that happened throughout the course of the night, and we'll get into that. We'll get into that um, when the time comes in this very feed. So before we close this out here, I, I do want to pop in and uh, tell a little story. I'm, I'm curious as to hear about this, so, so won't you join us for story time with producer Tiny Brian? Hey, boys and girls. Let me tell you a little story about last Thursday, the 14th of December, 2023. I, as I often am, was on the internet looking at things and looking at videos. And I specifically saw a video from the hardcore legend, Mick Foley. And Mick Foley says, George Santos has more cameo people than I do. So I have a sale on my cameos. So buy a cameo. And I thought, well, the hardcore legend is, uh, I mean, you know, he doesn't ask a lot of me. Doesn't usually come with requests, so why not? So I went to Cameo. It was, it was very inexpensive. So I had him do a, 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 just a little thing, you know, or at least I asked him to do it. A video. Yeah, a little video. On our behalf. Yeah, we'll, we'll play it for you in a moment. I'll try to hold it up to the mic and play it for you. 
But uh, when I got this is what's interesting to me. Because, as you guys mentioned when you were breaking down the episode, Mick Foley showed up on the broadcast with a TikTok. He did. A uh, very well-lit TikTok. Very well-lit. Very very nicely done. A, a very nicely done TikTok. Yes. And, or just a video appearance, unlike some other people. So, about three minutes after that happened in real time, because as we mentioned during the thing, I was watching in real time. I was watching live. My phone goes off, and it's like, you've received a cameo. So let me let me just play this cameo for you. I'm gonna let me just I'm gonna hold my phone up here and hope this works. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the OVW podcast, the unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling. Oh, I've been keeping on my eye on OVW. Watched every episode of the Netflix series and might be, just might be, heading your way to the Davis Arena. Stay tuned, and have a nice day. So, yeah, I feel like I was, I, I feel like I solved a mystery. It's like somehow I, because, you know. If you had just sent it the day before, we could have said that we were we real journalists. Yeah. <laughs> well, he held it until after it had been on the broadcast. Like, I think he literally held it back until it had been on the show. And it's very obvious. We'll we'll get, I'm sure we'll get the video out on Instagram or something. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, you it, betcha. It's very obvious this. when we watched the Cameo video that the video he filmed for us for Cameo and the video he filmed for OVW were done same day. At the same time, yeah, basically, yes. without getting all the brutery about it, this was—it was very clear. Um, I think you're right. I think that this cameo intentionally was not sent until the the bit aired. Yeah, they didn't want to spoil it, yeah, which is fine. I wouldn't want to. No, spoil no, it no. Absolutely. Talk about your oddly specific timing. I mean, you had no idea that that was going no. to happen. And it was just one of those things where you were in the right place at the right time. And, and it's not like I want a bunch of, you know, uh, WWE and, and AEW, all those, they're fine. They're great. Yeah, they're sure. lovely. I'm not really looking to put their voices and their people, even their, their legends, on our air. But I thought, well, it's big But we ain't turning them down either. We ain't turning, down, we ain't turning them down either. <laughs> That's right. And, and so, you know, it's like, oh, fine, I'll, I'll pay McFoley for a little liner. And you'll hear it in our start of our episodes, kind of just going into rotation now. But to, thank to you very that, much, Mick Foley, by the you. way. Yes, thank yep. you very much, Mick Foley. But it was just spooky, and it was weird, and, and I liked it. But uh, Yeah, within like minutes of each other. Yeah. That is crazy. So, but the, uh, so more on that as the story develops, and lots of Christmas stuff to come. Uh, the, yep. the holiday celebrations here at the OVW Podcast are just getting started. They sure are, kids. We're excited about um, our big interview that will hit the feed soon. We're excited about some of the... Weird Christmas stuff, holiday theme stuff that we have planned. It's going to be, even though OVW is not on for the next couple of weeks, we are going to try our best to uh, stay relevant in your feed. We don't want you to forget about us here in the holiday season into the new year. So we want to make sure that we have uh, plenty of content for you guys, our dear listeners. We have plenty of holiday goodness to talk about and uh, not only do we have like tons of christmas things uh festivus is also coming up and i've got a lot of problems with you people 
and you're going to hear all about them, but we'll save that for another time because it's a little bit early for Festivus. Yeah, the the Festivus show will actually be our review of Christmas Chaos because I got a lot of grievances there. Oh, well, then there we go. It it writes itself in real time. Look out for us on YouTube, too. We'll have the link to that on the socials. This is our second ever YouTube video. Yes, if you're listening at home, everything sounds just the way it did last time you tuned in. But if you want to go on YouTube and find us, you can actually see what we look like and then be like, ew, I'll go back to the podcast. Thank you very much. Nah, speak for yourself, dog. Who's taking us home this week? That would be me. I even washed my hair and everything. Uh, Too bad you didn't brush your teeth. The OVW Podcast, the 10th Kearney Award-nominated unofficial podcast of Ohio Valley Wrestling, is produced by Black Light Moon Productions at Nuthouse Studios in Lexington, Kentucky. The OVW Podcast broadcast team is Jack Minooks. Me. And Brian Hines. Our studio engineer and editor is Malachi Woodard. Malachi P.S. Woodard. Malachi P.S. Woodard. I am sorry. I stand corrected. Executive producer is Tiny Brian K. Woodard. Senior producer for The Blimp is Victor Anderson. After watching wrestlers on Netflix, visit ovwpodcast.com slash podcasters to find all episodes of our unofficial wrestlers after show. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, rate us five stars, and give us a review. You can also follow us at OVW Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, X, TikTok, and wherever you get all of your internet treats. This has been Brian Hines. Holidays are hard. Take care of yourself. I'm Jack Oaks. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.